I started seeing a difference in me and wanting to change, listening to you. And I believe what really took um, to heart was that you were male. You weren't a female trying to transform the world. Uh It was a father figure. Welcome to Quadrants of Mental Health. I am your host, Dr. AJ, uh, affectionately known as Dr. AJ Johnson, but you can just call me AJ. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm excited to have a special guest with me. Um, her name is Miss Lillard Freeman. Lillard has been a participant in our parenting class for about a year now. The class is only 90 days, three months, but she's been there for about a year. Don't, I think she hits every class now, but in the beginning, she was there. Um, so I wanted to interview her because she does a segment on Facebook called Therapy Plus Me. And we um, recently hired her as a, um, what is it, a parent? Um, family support partner. Family support partner. And uh, she's doing a lot of things in the community here in Richmond, Virginia. So I just want you to meet her and we're going to get started. So how are you doing today? Oh, nervous. 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 It's just me. You know, you talk to me every week. So it's just you and I. Look, um, I asked you earlier and I wanted to make sure I asked you again. How did you, how did we meet? How did you come to know me? Well, actually, um... One particular day, and it was weird because I never listened to the radio. I always had my Bluetooth in. I'm always listening to some type of gospel music or motivational speaking. Okay. So the radio came on, and I heard Copia, and uh, me and Copia had you know met once or twice. So when I heard a little voice, I'm like, okay, tune in, turn up a little bit, plug up, I'm gonna listen. And I heard you talking, and y'all were talking about um parenting classes and how important it is, you know, to break some generational curses and toxicity in parenting and things of that nature. And I heard you say, um, well, it's free. So if they don't want to get help for free, there's nothing really that, you know, more that you can do. And I said, free. And you said, it was only an hour. So the kids had got in the car by then and I didn't hear anything else, you know, because of the background noise. So I actually called Claudia because I had her personal phone number. Oh, okay. And I called and I said, hey, you know, um, I heard you talking to this young man yesterday, Mr. AJ about parenting classes, like how can I do that? And she literally sent me everything that I needed to know about, you know, where to find you, how to join in on the classes, and it just took off from there. And I think within two to three weeks, I started seeing a difference in me and wanting to change, listening to you. And I believe what really took um, to heart was that you were male. You weren't a female trying to transform the world. Uh It was a father figure. And um, hearing you nurture and encourage others, not just men, but women as well, into being better parents, because I really didn't have that growing up. You know, I had male figures, but I didn't have that nurturing, that soft voice, that tone. And to actually hear a man say, you know, it doesn't take you to be dominant. Doesn't take you to um, make your family fearful, because uh, I was raised in a household that was basically you do what I say. Fear-based. Yeah, very yeah. fear based. So to hear you say all these things, I'm like, you talk about Mr. Willis, the woman's AJ yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now, what you mean a black man in the house and he ain't whipping nobody? Not he not, not you know, he ain't yelling and, and ain't nobody getting no punishment no. and getting stood in corners. So I, it intrigued me, uh-huh. and I wanted to hear more and um. I remember you saying, oh, you, you know, you guys can call me. So I started testing you. Yeah. And I started calling 
and texting you and asking you all these questions like about my grandson in particular. Well, let me fall back a little bit. Um, I knew something was off with me, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, I'm raising my two grandchildren. Right. And when I got them, I had a lot of animosity towards it because I had just came home from prison. I had just got my own life together. I was going through a very difficult relationship and I literally had just moved into my very own apartment for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. And that was in June of 2015. And in September 2015, I get this dramatic phone call that my daughter was having a rough time and a decision had to be made and I didn't have time to really think about it. Right. I just had to act and act quickly. So um, fast forward and over the, yeah. So from 2015 to 2020, I knew something was wrong. Something was wrong and it wasn't them. Something was wrong with me. Right. Because I could see that other people would come in the house and they would give them hugs. Oh. They would greet them. Right. They would talk to them. Right. But when it came to me, you. it was like, Hey mom, and keep on walking. Right. Like, what? Well, where are you going? Right. I'm like, wait a right. minute. Right. I'm the one here that's, you know, providing clothes and yeah, yeah, feeding yeah. people and stuff. And when you see my mom, or even when they had I, my significant other, they would just run to him and give him hugs and right. kisses. And I'm like, what right. am I, Chuck Liver? What's going on around right. here? Right. And I actually heard the Holy Spirit say, you need help. It's, you need help. And that's when I heard you. And um, see, that's God for you because you yeah. don't normally listen to the radio. I don't. I really that's don't. God. Right? That was nothing but God yeah. because um, it was things that you were saying uh, about, like you said, fear-based with the uh, whole toxicity of telling the child what to do and not giving them the ability to have choices. Right. Because we were raised in a house where. You eat what I put in front of you. You don't get to tell me, you know, what I'm going to cook and all of this other stuff like that. My house, my rule. Exactly. And my most difficult trying child in the house was my little Phil, my grandson. And me and this kid, we bumped heads from day one. From day one. From day one. From the moment I got him, he was a handful. He wanted to be with his mother. He did. And I couldn't see that. Yeah. I thought that a one-year-old was supposed to be appreciative oh. of me taking him in. Oh, really? I did. Oh, I really did. I expected this kid to be overjoyed. Oh, overjoyed. That his grandmother came in say, with a K thank and you. saved the day. Thank and this little boy just, just, he wouldn't even talk to me. No. My father's a psychiatrist, so I had to call my dad and um, ask him, like, what do I do? Like, this child won't even speak to me. Like, mm-hmm. he would just stand there and make sounds. He would talk to everybody else, everybody else, but he wouldn't talk to me. Right. And so at first I had like teaching sign language. I literally had to teach him sign language the first year of his life because he wouldn't talk to me. Oh wow. I had to find a way for him to talk to well, me. He talk to other people? Mm-hmm. He would talk to my mother. He so, would talk so to his mother. Really teaching him sign language. I had to get him to teach him. Did he maybe even have a conversation with me? Right. I'm like, at, at least say thank you. At least say something. Don't just look at me and not. Right. And he would not. My right. mom would come in the house. Grandma, Papa, right. whatever. He you, was you full conversation. I didn't. I couldn't. Right. I couldn't. Could not right. see it for the save life of me. And I think the whole the Holy Spirit, the Father, would give me bits and pieces of his pain. Uh one day I walked into the bedroom, this was way before you came into the picture. And this baby was just sitting on the side of the bed like he was just broken and lost. And I'm like, dang. Dude, is it that bad? Is it that serious? You only two. Like, what's wrong? He missed his mom. He was devastated. And, you know, and he was just really, 
he really had that middle child thing bad. He did because his little sister had, at the time, she had crystal clear pool water blue eyes. Oh, wow. And his older sister had this head of hair that's like a lion's mane. It is thick, it's gorgeous, and it's just, it's huge. So but he you was. Don't have her though. I don't have her, but when oh. she's around, oh, okay. you get the whole, oh, this one and this one, but right. he never got, he got yeah, anything. He never got anything. Wow. Wow. And so, and that's basically how I treated them. I made sure they were fed. I made sure they had the best clothes. Food, they had shop. the games. Food, they had toys. Yeah. They had the best room. Hair done. They was clean and educated. So I was, what was your impression of the class when you started the class? Or did when you start I first, right away? I started the first time I heard you on okay. the radio. I jumped right in. You I jumped, jumped right, right in with both feet. And okay. I had a lot of problems with what you said, though. I ain't gonna lie. I remember calling you one day and had asked you, had you lost your whole mind? Because I was like, no, nah, I got to call this man because I know he tripping. Um, you had said something along the lines of when a child lies, that means that they don't trust you. Because right. my baby was lying to me at the time. Right. He just kept lying about every little Everything. thing. I mean, think that nothing that made sense. He would just be lying. Don't trust at all. And I'm like, AJ, what's good? What's, you know, what's going on with this kid? He was like, we don't trust you. Like, you mean you don't trust me? He was like, so you got to figure out, and this is what I want you to say. When you lie, it, tell, it hurts me because it makes me feel like you don't trust me. And you told me, don't address the lie. Right. Don't say anything about it and walk away. Right. Don't bring it up. Right. And I'm like, this man about to be nuts. Yeah, he I, re I remember those yes, conversations. Yes. And I'm like, he got to be crazy. Right. But I tried it. I tried it, and over the year, he stopped lying. He has like. Can you repeat that? Over the year, it took over. It took a long time. Consistency and predictability did. from you, though. It did. Um, I like to look at both sides. I didn't. You know, I didn't chastise him. Right. I didn't spank him. I didn't do any other thing. I, I refrained. I'm trying my best to stop raising my voice. I don't right. like to say yelling because I did. I used to yell all the time. Right. Constantly. That was because right. my way. Of communicating because I feel like if you can't hear me, if I'm telling you to do something, that means, that means then you can't, can't hear me. Hear me. So if I yell at you, maybe you'll hear me. Right. And they would move, but it made them like just be yeah. just real standoffish. Yeah. Yeah. So, but since the classes though, all of our relationships have drastically changed, except the little girl now, she's coming. You know, she's getting really girly, and now everything Attention. with her, she she wants to put hair, and mm -hmm. she wants this. So what was your impression of when I said behaviors is a language? Whew, um. We're talking about a year ago. Yeah, a year ago versus, versus now. now. So and what, uh, were, you, did you, were you challenged by that? Was very much so. Um, yeah. Because first I had to look at where was it coming from? Mm -hmm. What was, and another thing you gave me was the um, five love languages of a child. Right. So then I had to check if the love tank was empty. Right. So now also what I started doing with the, um, the behavior thing, when they act out, the AJ trick, uh, I take them out. Uh, spend time. I spend time with them. Yeah. So when they start acting out and I'm like, nope, I don't even want to talk about it. The teacher called me and said, well, he did this, he did that. Instead of me saying to him, oh, you disappointed your teacher, yeah. you let her down. I go pick him up. I take him to let him pick out whatever he wants for dinner. I sit down, we cook the dinner. He sits in the kitchen with me. We talk about it, and I hit him with all of my AJ, my, oh, my AJ things. So okay. what can I do to help you? Okay. What can I do to help you fix this? You know that you hurt your teacher's feelings. Uh -huh. So what are we going to do to change this so this never happens again? Right. And Good question. Yep. 
And it works for him. You're getting a different result. Yeah, I am. You know, now how hard was it for you? Because, you know, we were raised a certain way, a certain level of discipline, and, you know, with with parenting. Your mother was engaged. It was hard. It was very hard. So the transition for you, you know, because everybody likes to talk about the children, how good they are now. But I like to talk about the balance side of the struggle that you went through to try, fail, adjust. You didn't do it perfectly every time, did you? Mm-mm. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. But um, for me, it was, um, I get the same analogy that I do when I was getting clean. It literally felt like taking a rusty, rusty razor blade and cutting the skin off of my face. Mm-hmm. That's how hard it was. Oh, because wow. I was so accustomed to doing things a certain way right. that, you know, my first instinct is to pop you. You know, yeah. if, if I tell you not to do something or if I tell you, yeah. right, I'll get over here, I'll snatch you by your arm. And uh, didn't I tell you don't walk that far away from me? Uh, and uh, now it felt weird because I had to check me. Right. And I've noticed that most of the behaviors was piggybacking off of me. So if I started changing, right. they started changing. It's reflected. And, and like I said yes. to you, stress, when we are stressed, we see threat. Yep. When a parent is stressed, they see threat. That means your child is making you feel uncomfortable. And what do we do with threat that we have to eliminate? We're we going to check this. Oh, no, you're not going to do this to me. Exactly. You know? And that felt weird. And I think one of the biggest ones that, um, on my therapy plus me equals set free was when my son challenged me, the 13-year-old. Okay. okay. And he bucked up at me. Uh-huh. And How did you handle that? I froze. First time that he ever did that? I froze. It was the first time that he literally, because now, I mean, when he was little, you know, he's diagnosed with autism. He yeah. has ADHD, and we have him on no medication. Okay. And he, when he was little, he used to, you know, come at me. But that was before all of the um, behavior therapists and all that came in, and the okay. ABA. Okay. But he has been out of ABA now for two years. Um, and I've only been with you for okay. a year. What is ABA for those I of us just, who I forgot, know. actually. What does it stand for? Okay, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I don't so either. Somebody got to... Right. But it's something with autism and behavior therapy. Yes. I know that part. Okay. Okay, and they come in and they help you help you yes. teach your child, teach you yes. how to help your child. Now, is that done through um, UMFS? Because um, I know they had a program like that at one time. I can't say I went through them. But uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's right off of the Milwaukee Turnpike. Okay, they well, were awesome. is on Broadway, so it's not yeah. the same company. Yeah. And anywho, so the little kid, he jumps up at me. I mean, he like straight. Little, he's 13. Yes, I'm sorry. He's probably taller I'm than I'm thinking he is. He's like 5'6", okay. and 175 pounds. I was going to say, he's probably taller And it him. took me for a loop. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo. And in my mind, I heard a whole conversation play. I heard a whole conversation play on my mind of whip. He just yeah. punch him in the throat. Oh yeah, yeah. Bust him down yeah. real quick, and I'm yeah. looking at his like, and I just scanned his whole body, uh-huh. and that's quick second. I was like, okay, which you one of these body did, parts I'm about to pop? You had did all of that. In I, but I hear my little inner AJ uh-huh. saying, walk away. Okay. Nothing is a no, priority. Right. No Nothing. It's just walk away. Okay. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna give you time, and I'm gonna go ahead and take me some time, right. and I'm gonna go walk away. And I did what you taught me to do. I went and I sat back down in my room for at least 30 minutes. I told the other two to go play with their tablet. They had just finished their homework. And I said, so where did this come from? Okay. What I happened? I pause that because mm-hmm. we're going to come right back. Okay. okay. Um, we're going to take a slight break and we'll be back with Miss Lillard Freeman. Have a story to tell? Let Quadrant Podcast Studios 
help you bring your vision to life. That's quad-pod.com. Welcome back to Quadrants of Mental Health. I have as my special guest, Ms. Lillard Freeman, and she was telling us a story about her 13-year-old son and how she de-escalated the situation with him. So, oh, well, I don't think um, I had to go bathroom, figure out I'm in the bedroom, and I had to figure out where did this come from, and I had to replay what just happened, and it was me. You it mean, wasn't what, him. When you say where did it come from, what was the trick? The escal- yeah, what made escal- him jump up at me. Okay. And okay. Um, we were in the car, and I have a thing with time. I hate to be late, and I hate to be dragging and riding. Uh-huh. So when I parked the car, my specific instructions to all three children were, push your coat on before you get out the car. And when I parked the car, I looked over, and he's just getting out of the car. And I had been sitting there for like maybe a whole minute. Because I'm packing up my pocketbook, you know, make sure I got keys myself on everything. And I look over and I'm like, why don't you have your coat on? Didn't I tell you to put your coat on? And I just go, ham sandwich. To the left hand, busted at him about the coat, not having the coat on. And he says, you know what? And he slings my car door open. And mind you, there's a whole group of kids that are outside, their parents outside. And he starts showing off. Um, to me, it's showing off. off. To me, I took it as showing off. And he's throwing a whole fit about putting his coat on. And he's throwing the book bag and doing all this was stuff. Was it about putting the coat on or about the way you talked to him? It was more so, let me get to that, because it's amazing how he communicated that to me. And I felt bad and I had to apologize. So we're going and we're going back and forth and he's fussing and he's slinging his body. Mind you, he's not really saying anything. If you know anything about kids with autism, they grunt a lot. Yeah. So he's making all these sounds and he's stomping his feet and he's throwing stuff. And when we finally get up steps, my whole thing was, you embarrassed me in front of the whole community, oh. in front of everybody outside, and I can't believe this, and I can't believe that you did that. And he turns around, and he's, stop yelling at me! And he bucks up in my face. And I'm sitting in my room, and I finally realized what happened, and I realized, it's me. Right. It was my fault. Right. Because I didn't have to yell at him. Now, how many parents would be honest about that? I don't know many. <laughs> you know, to be honest and say, oh my God, I triggered my child. I did. I did. And I and I escalated that whole thing because um, I didn't want to be embarrassed uh-huh. in front of the community. And then I thought about it. I'm like, this guy, like you said, he's almost 5'7". He weighs close to 180 pounds. Ooh. And I expect him to maneuver in the front in seat car. of a car around a seatbelt to put on a coat to appease me so I can be... I can have that five seconds for him yeah. to get out the car on time. Wow. And when I went to him and I talked to him about it, like I said, you know, uh, and I'm talking to him, I'm explaining to him, I hurt his feelings and I'm sorry. He said, but I'm too big, mom. I can't. And you yelled at me and I'm too big to do that in the car. Right. And I felt like this. Right. I felt like a heel for totally screaming at him. And, and I'm telling him he's embarrassing me. Right. Not realizing that I totally embarrassed him, embarrassed him in front of all of his peers outside. Uh-huh. When I tell you to do something, you do it. When I speak, you move. Oh, wow. I mean, you I was all, there. I went there. Oh, wow. I went there. But see, I'm the type of person with uh-huh. the same energy that I put it out there. Right. I'm going to make sure that I make it right. right. So, you know, I made sure not to apologize. So that was big for us. That was that a very was big moment. You. But the response that I got on social media is oh, what really hurt. Because really? I put it in my third therapy plus me. Right, I remember, that. I remember that. And I had some people 
inbox me. Uh, they what? pulled a silly on me. They pulled yes, a silly. They said beat him. What? They, I had quite a few people, and it was not just one or two. It was quite a few people they that think you should have beat your son. They thought you recognized that you were wrong and you you triggered him. Yep. But their they thought be to be, that help me to I, understand the rationale. They thought that it was a establishment of dominance that I had oh. to let him know who the head Negro was. Oh, really? And that's when I came to that's realize that there's no such thing as an alpha. I don't care what nobody says. For me, I can't get with that whole alpha mentality. Because well, let me ask you this, since mm -hmm. you mentioned alpha, were you talking about women or men telling you to be? Both. Really? Both. I, I don't see where that situation warranted, warranted that at all. Especially when you Because he challenged. It's in their mind, and you even with me. You triggered. They didn't, nobody, every single person that was, I would honestly say, over 40. They inboxed me. All the 30 year olds was like, oh, you did a good job, mom. Good thing, good going. But everybody that was over 40 was like, oh, no, nah, boo, you got to bust him down. But that was a teachable moment for everybody in that, you know, we're human. We make mistakes, you know, and you were concerned about being embarrassed, and he was concerned about being embarrassed himself. So it was a life lesson. To me, what you did, it showed honor to the relationship, it mm. showed value to the relationship. The other way of showing dominance, what do you say to the, what does that say to the relationship? What does that speak to, to his heart and his soul and who he is as a person, who you want him to be as a human being? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? To be him, to me that doesn't make sense. Parents, if you're doing that kind of stuff, call me. We probably need to talk. Take my class. <laughs> yeah, you probably need to talk to you know, some people that was on that line. That's right. Something is not right with that. I mean, I'm surprised that you got that response. I, I did. I did. And there was, was quite amazing. a few... Um, my male associates were more so like, you know, you need to establish because he's bigger than you, so you have to let him know who's controlled. But you did show him you in control by the way you responded to him. See, it's a difference between a reaction and a response. Your response to him and you honoring the relationship taught him to do what? Honor the relationship. Mm -hmm. Now, if you challenge him and he, he always, my thing is this, if you argue with a child, in their mind, you become their equal. Mm. So why would you want to show your son that you're equal, to, that he's equal to you? Right. When you're the one supposed to be the example and teaching and modeling all of the values and standards that he, that he needs to learn. Right. He learned more from you the way you handled it than he would have if you had fought him. Yeah. Or fought your son over, over a coat. Over not putting on your coat fast enough. Fast enough. I, if, if I was a, a judge or a police officer or something like that, and you know what, believe it or not, the courts would probably would have agreed with you. There are a lot of people systemically would say, yes, mom, you need to do that because he's, he's a male. No. And that's a lot, a lot of what I got no. said, because he's so big, because, you know, he don't have, want he, to, yep. He will gain a greater respect for you, the way you handle him, than the way you would have handled him. Because I've known mothers to be body slammed by their 16 year old sons mm. because of the way they, they they went at them. You know, I mean, kids can only take for so much. Right. You know, and they love you, but at some point in time, they are going to snap. If you're always in the face, because this mother used to grab her son by the collar and pull him around and smack him in the face. You know, it's like, okay, that's not that's good parenting. Right. Under what theory is that good parenting? Mm. 
Yeah. That's not love-based parenting. That's fear-based parenting. You want to put fear in your child or you want them to love you? That's the question right. you have to ask yourself. So you would, um, we were talking about the um, what is it, therapy plus me. Equals this is your journey yes. um, of, of processing and dealing with a lot of the material that I've talked about and the conversations you've had. And then I would say, I want to say thank you uh, mm -hmm. also because you have referred a lot of people to my class. Yeah. And a lot of people to, to talk to me individually. You know, and I tell people, if you take the class, I'll talk to you for free. Right. But if you want to pay me, hey, call me. We can set up a, we can book a session. It's not a problem. But I like them when they take the class because at least they have a foundation already laid and we can start where they are versus me having to lay that foundation with them, okay? Yeah. So I thank you for, for, you know, I always say the greatest compliment ever given is a referral of a friend. So the yes. fact that you refer people, that's the greatest compliment that I can get. But um, what made you decide to do therapy plus me? Uh, because I started seeing behaviors that was instilled in and a lot of the toxicity. So stemming from the little situation with Michael, it made me reflect back to something that happened with my own mother. Uh, at that, around that age, I was 12, and we had that whole, you're gonna respect me fight. Oh, wow. And me and my mom had, that was our very first fight of many. Of first physical fight uh, of okay, many. Okay, I was gonna say, you literally physically yeah, we fought. physically fought. And, and she thought that was a good idea? Yes. Wow, yes. just like those other parents thought that was a yes. good idea. And um, when I, <laughs> I'm not laughing at my mom, I'm watching this, I'm sorry. But when she saw the post, she was livid with me. She was like, if you don't take that down, I don't even remember when that happened. Uh, How don't you do that? Don't you be embarrassing me out here at Facebook? Right, right, so, right. you know, her and I had a talk about it. And she's been, you know, following my journey as well. And I love the fact that how my mom came to me and she said, you know, if anything that I did to you in your childhood really affected you to that extent, I'm so sorry. Wow. And she apologized. And she apologized. But, you know, I remember you telling me a story, too, about you graduating from high school. Me? You. I didn't graduate. Yeah, you said you did because of your mom. Oh, yeah. I, I did it on purpose. You did it on I purpose. I intentionally did not graduate high school because and went and got my GED because it meant so much to her. That you graduated, mm -hmm. so so yep. that tells you the toxicity within that yep. relationship. Yeah, you know, you intentionally got a GED because you know she wanted it. Yep, that um, that was yeah. You know, but that's the end result of fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, defiance. Yeah, anything and, and I could get to that. Anything, get back. anything, anything. Yeah. Because I had a client one time. He said, "My mission is to make her feel my pain." Yeah. Or anything, any opportunity he could make her hurt. Because he couldn't, he didn't want to physically fight her, even though she was doing things to him. So um, I know we have a few more minutes left. Right. I want you to tell me one more thing about the um, therapy plus me. Um, little Phil. Little Phil, and <laughs> you know you were you were pushing him to to get ready, get, get ready to yes. go to school. Come on, come on, come on. Oh come my on. goodness. Why do you drag your feet? What's going on? Yes. Yeah, and, tell tell um, that story. He, we, I was fussing at him one morning, and I mean, I was fussing bad. Like, oh my God, you're making me late. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And they, he, they know you hate to be late. They too. know that they, they know, know I'm annual about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So he and so, I, like I said, we had just got through class that I think it was like maybe that Monday. So it's like Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh -huh. And we're going through this. And he goes to speak, and you can literally see him go, oh, never mind. And I'm like, what? I always have time for you. Talk to me. 
what's going on. And he sat down and he actually had a conversation with me about how he ate slow because he missed his mom. One particular time we were in North Carolina and we were visiting with his mother and they were eating breakfast together. And he was intentionally eating slow so he could spend more time with his mom. I don't remember what I said to him that day, but I could believe that I was ranting and raving about, we gotta get on the road, I gotta get back home, I gotta get ready for work. It broke some stuff up in you. But it did, it did. It Um, broke my heart that this was the reason that that child would intentionally eat slow so that he could spend as much time with his mother that he could. So he was missing his mom. Yeah. He was saying, come on, come on, come on, let's go, 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 don't be late. Didn't even consider the fact that he's just trying to hold on to whatever little, you know, moments that he had left with his mom. Exactly, and what, you know, especially when you don't get to spend that time with her, right? For whatever reason it is that she may think it's justifiable now, you know, um, when those kids get older, you know, she's gonna have to do some apologizing too, right? I, I I know that I see that coming. Hopefully, she'll be big enough to do it because you even um offered for her to take the class. Yes, I offered for you my know? whole family. I even like how many out of your family you actually t- have done? None. All the ones you've talked to in your family said, take this class, take nope. this class. Mm, Why do you think that is? Uh, because it'll have to, I, my personal belief is it'll be a reflection. Mm-hmm. They'll have They'll to look it. at themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It won't it's be so much about the kid. It yeah. won't be so much about the kid. And I even tell people that don't have kids, uh-huh. take this class because it made me a better person. Because right. remember our first real meltdown was when I went to get a pedicure. Uh-huh. And I acted real ugly in the store and had a whole fit with this lady because I don't even know what reason I gave her. She was just, I walked off and stormed off and the Holy Spirit put me in timeout. And I had to go sit in a chair in the mall. And then he made me go back and apologize to her for the way I stormed out. Wow. And I remember calling you that day and you was like, wow, but all of my behaviors, I've had to look at me, how I treat them, how I talk to them. And now one of my favorite AJ sentences that I say around my house is, can you help me? I don't tell them, get up and go take out the trash. Right. I'm like, hey, I'm washing dishes right now. Would you guys mind helping me out and take out the trash? They get right up and do it. Yeah, person, go take that trash out. Yep. Go do Didn't that I tell you 30 minutes ago to come take uh-huh. that trash out? Just and that they get one right up, yep. thing. That one thing at work. I just do the same thing at work. Yeah. Now, hey, you know what? I can't pick these up right now. Would you mind helping me? Wow. So, so, so that's the value and I always preach self-care. Yep. And I talk about parents taking care of themselves because if you don't take care of you, then it's difficult for you to really teach them authentically, you know? Right. It's hard because you're not doing the things, you don't have the tools you need for you, you know? And I tell parents, it's not about shaming and blaming. It's not about being a, a bad parent. It's bad parenting. Right. You know, and you can't solve problems in life with the same mindset that created them. You know? That's for sure. So if you have a mindset, you have to be willing to redo that mind. And I'll say this in class all the time. What's not transformed? It's transferred. That's right. <laughs> what's not transformed is transferred. So I want to thank you. We have come to the end. I want to definitely have you back again. Absolutely. Anytime. We want to talk more about um, Therapy Plus Me and the reaction, other reactions that you're getting from that program as well. Okay. So continue to write. Continue yes. to do that. And I want to say thank you. This is AJ with Quadrants of Mental Health. We will see you on the next episode. And please like, share, and subscribe.